0: Hello and welcome back to Bad Choices in Bourbon. I'm your host, Dan Decker, at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R on Twitter. Uh, and this week I am joined with one of my uh, favorite people uh, that I have met this year. I must say entertaining, uh, very funny, um, endearing, and very genuine. Uh, my brother Frank from all the way. Uh, where you're, you're like, I think of Italy, but it's not quite Italy. Is that right? Napoli. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so uh, just to let everyone know, Frank is obviously English is not his first language. So we're going to have uh, a long conversation uh, and um, and just uh, talk to ourselves like we would any other time. Uh, thank you for doing the extra work of learning to speak my language, Frank, because if it were up to me to know Italian, we would not have a very long conversation
1: you are so kind you are so kind. you i appreciate you so much and you did and you said right you said right i'm not from italy i'm from naples naples
0: which is is near but not the same
1: right not the same not the same we are kind of regional here in italy so naples is naples roma is roma venice is venice Uh, yeah (laughs) we are not we are are a different country it's naples (laughs) it's another dimension Right, of course. Well,
0: (laughs) and I mean that's understandable here in the United States. Of course, we have regions. Uh, I'm in the South. There's the Northeast, and and Mm -hmm. the language and the food and the way we live our lives is completely different. Although we're all Americans, right? Um, So Naples is probably analogous to, like, Arkansas as the state that I live in. Um, You know, it's the place that I am although I'm in this larger collective, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you are totally right. It's the same. It's like Fantastic. being in Arkansas. Like you say, Arkansas. I say Arkansas, but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate, I love your accent, so Arkansas. And uh, yeah, it's like being a southern, or another southern country in U.S., like Texas, or uh, I know, I don't know, Louisiana. It's yeah, same. oh, that's a good
0: one, yeah. Uh, because of the food, Louisiana has a whole different culture of food.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. History, t- it's, history teaches us that uh, this is important. We are totally different. We are, uh, and Italy is another, uh, uh, it's another um, argument. I mean, Italy is totally different. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it has been divided for centuries. So it's uh, more on regional basis than on than united united country it's more a confederation of regions i got gotcha. you you know so yeah.
0: <laughs> uh now naples um tell me a little bit about give us a give us a bit of a geography history lesson if you don't
1: mind oh mamma mia <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me you you must ask to michael duke is uh, a wonderful oh. story <laughs> History. He, he is a wonderful historian. He, he is my professor Actually, he is my professor oh, that's I funny. want to thank publicly Mike LeDuc for the amazing Conversation we are having About history uh, He knows much more than me about Naples Oh, that's funny, <laughs>
0: really. that is hilarious <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can tell me He will listen uh, Absolutely, he will listen And uh, yeah, Naples says uh, you, you you must divide Italy in three parts: north, central, and south parts. Historica- mm-hmm. Historically, we have uh, we had three different causes of histories uh, after the Roman Empire. After the fall of the Roman Empire, of course, because Roman Empire is something so old. We are not related to Roman Empire, though mo- most of Italians recalls Roman Empire but Roman Empire is, was something totally different mm-hmm. so in during time uh, Southern South Italy was more connected to Middle East so with the Ottoman Empire okay with uh, yes with Arabs and it will surprise you with Vikings because Vikings colonized uh, South of Italy that's why I am blonde <laughs>
0: well and that explains this? the lone Viking cowboy perfectly
1: Exactly. Whoever, whoever that fellow may
0: be, whoever that fellow may be, perhaps he perhaps he may swing his way through uh, the podcast. You never know where he is at any time. But that does explain a few things. So please continue, Frank. I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: No, oh, no, no. Don't worry. Take, take the word. Please don't, don't, do not apologize. I mean, uh, uh, Vikings came here after the Arabs. So first we had Arabs in Sicily and south of Italy. We had also a Greek domination before Romans. So we have so many uh, archaeological sites and so many um, uh, remains, ruins from uh, from old Greece. Then we had Romans, then we had Arabs and then Vikings, Normans. Bjorn Ironside, the son of Ragnar Lothbrok. I think that you are a great uh, follower of the Vikings mm-hmm. uh, here in colonized South Italy. So you can find many blonde and red haired people here in South Italy. Because we had Vikings, Normans, and then we have everyone. Everyone came to our table to have a dinner. <laughs> French, <laughs> Austrian, uh, uh, Germans, uh, everyone. Even English people after Second World War. And that explains, so too, uh,
0: an, an uncommon, or what folks would think of as an uncommon
1: last name as well, right? Absolutely. But this is not my real name, of course. Dun, my real dun, dun. name is uh, Francesco. Francisco, mm-hmm. like Francisco and my surname of course is uh, is taken by my fake surname my cravel is Ravalese, but uh, my real name is Franci- francesco saint Francis, like the the patron saint of italy saint francisco uh-huh. francisco yes like yes but you can call me frank because it's uh, it's my habit to be called by as as frank because it's, it's very easy it's the english version of francisco so yeah absolutely it's the same
0: and it, it's like it's, Francis. it's who you are now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Frank. Yeah, you're yeah, Frank. You can't change it now. It's like it's like uh, if I decided to not be the Commodore, I don't think that would go
1: very well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's the same. It's Frank, Francesco, Francisco. You have San Francisco, so it's very easy for you to spell my name. So, Francisco. So, what do um, what do you do
0: now? Do you work from home or? How do you uh, uh, well, how do you make a living these days,
1: my friend? These days are not easy days for anyone. For anyone, right. I am a travel agent, by the way. Uh, so the tourism section, the tourism field has been hit by oh. the situation worldwide. So actually, I'm working from my house from my home. Um, I'm trying to program. To program for 2021 and 2022 i believe that on 2022 everything will hopefully restart again 100 mm-hmm. uh, actually now i'm trying to keep myself motivated because it's not easy it's not easy for anyone right uh, it's not easy i don't want to say wrong words <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> <to be polite. laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm trying to be motivated now. I'm more motivating than ever because it's Christmas period and I love Christmas I, I am like uh, Peter Pan when Christmas approaches uh, Now I try to forget all problems. I try to motivate myself. I try to keep a smile every time But we never stopped uh, my travel agency never stopped we we actually did the work we could have not done uh, in the past years because we were very busy so we try to be busy and to take ourselves busy in this time to make something we could have not done uh, in previous years because we have clients uh, usually, we have reservations, and now we can take care about programmations, we, we, we can take care about websites. So mm-hmm. Exactly. We are, a, yeah, we are trying to keep ourselves busy. That's the, the right approach. Waiting for when, not if when we're going to start the game. Because Absolutely. it's a when.
0: Yeah, it's it is. And, and and that's the thing. It's the waiting game for those who can who can make it. And it sounds like your your uh, organization is being smart because there you know, it's a complex system for travel, uh, especially when you need to book so many moving parts at once. And if you're busy Mm -hmm. and all those parts are moving, even if they're not moving in the best way, you tend to let it go because it's working. And now you have an opportunity to do the upgrades and the testing that's needed because things are slower. And that's good because then it will be a better experience for yourself
1: and your customers when things do come back. (sighs) Hi, this is so true and I would like to suggest everyone to keep uh, busy because we can actually take our time and uh, work, keep working on something we could uh, not barely uh, take care of about in the last years. I mean. Uh, we have been busy in the last years. Now I can, uh, we can uh, focus ourselves on something. We can upgrade ourselves. We can motivate ourselves. We can improve ourselves. That's the message, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this is not a wasted uh, year. This is very important to understand. I don't want to consider 2020 as a wasted year. Uh, of course, I'm waiting for this year to pass as, as quick absolutely. as possible. Yeah. As quick as possible. But... We did or at least I did something for myself and uh, I hope that everyone is doing something because it's not a wasted time, absolutely. It's not a wasted effort. I mean uh, that's the point. I, right. I, I, am, I am trying at least. It, it seems that I am so much secure of myself. It, it's not. I have my ups and downs many times, uh, but I try to be energy. Mm -hmm. i try to be energy every day i try to invent create something each day and in work or on maybe on twitter or by by going out i try to organize my day that's the point that's the point it's not easy it's not easy absolutely it's not easy
0: i'm going to come back to that give me one moment what i want to say is what you are you are absolutely right that it is not wasted I mean, there are, there are some unfortunate stories and outcomes be that happened this year that wouldn't have otherwise, but you know, on a personal and, and, and just very small level, the, the very tiny goals that I set for myself have all manifested because I've had the time, you know, I wanted to do a podcast with friends and here we are. I wanted to do a podcast about Star Trek and I've done several. Um, I wanted to, um, you know, uh, grow my my audience. And it's it's all just coming together. And if it hadn't been for working from home as a result of this, I don't know that I would, quote, have made the time, even though once I've done it now, I realize that it doesn't take that much time. Uh, it's, uh, you know, doing this, like it it takes an hour or hour and a half for us to talk. And then it takes almost no time afterwards for me to, to make it work. And I put it off for reasons for all those years. And here we are now making this connection. But I want to say to you, Frank, um, about your effort to be creative every day. Um, I, dear listeners, I'm the uh, benefactor of some of that creativity from time to time. Uh, And I want to say how much I appreciate uh, you for that and how grateful I am for the posters and the songs that you've done and the the parodies and the the adventure. And also, though, every morning, waking (laughs) up to a thread of It's just seeing and knowing everyone in that list or even if I don't know them personally, I know that if they're in your list, it's someone worth knowing. And there's a new there's a new song or a new skit uh, to be shared uh, every day. And, you know, since our offset is what it is, but that's what I wake up to in the morning as I see that. And I I kid you not, Frank, that musical share is almost the first thing that I see when I wake up. Cause I wake up, I grab my phone, I'm I'm bleary eyed and I open Twitter. And then there's the notifications that, uh, come from you sharing those songs. So thank you for all of that. Uh, I've shared it to my family. I'm like, look, I have fans (laughs) and, uh, but I share it to my sister and my mom and, and everyone is just, they're just blown away about how funny and how cool it is. Um, and so thank you for that because I, I, I want you to know how much I appreciate it. Um, it doesn't go uh, un- unappreciated, and I do get joy from it very much. Thank you.
1: No, it's, uh, it's my pleasure, really. And uh, first of all, I want to apologize for the notifications because uh, <laughs> I understand, I understand that's, a <laughs> that's a problem. Oh, I have
0: it managed. Don't you worry. I, I, I manage my notifications just fine. Don't you worry about that.
1: No, I want just to tell everyone that you can uh, write me and uh, ask me to take, to ask yourself to take off from the list, because it's it's totally okay. There is no problem, because I understand the problem about notifications. But uh, really, uh, Dan, it's a pleasure. Uh, I didn't uh, organize anything about that. Um, it's a funny story. That's just a funny story. Uh, before if I, can, if I may speak, I don't know if you have any other question. but um, before, um, before this period, before the COVID situation, I was not on Twitter. I was just on Facebook and uh, I was pretty shy. I am shy, actually. Uh, I didn't post uh, nothing about me on Facebook. Uh, just uh, something about movies or TV shows, or you know, some mm-hmm. things about TV series, about this, and that's it. Then it happened the lockdown on March and April, and um, I, I started to use Facebook and uh, I, uh, sorry, Twitter. And I thank Johnny Stags because Johnny was the first person I met from startup community um and that everything began from from johnny staggs oh you yeah admit.
0: same yeah. same we're mutual in that wow, uh, from yeah. yeah,
1: and he's amazing he is amazing he's amazing he's an inspiration for me as mm-hmm. you are and um and that's it i i tried to uh, somehow to uh, how can i say to to break the the bars of my prison let's say like that Twitter allowed, allowed me to express myself. Maybe in a regular moment, in a regular period, I would have never done that because, as I say, I, I never posted something about me, even even a photo about me. Uh, usually on Facebook, my friends tagged me in photos, in common photos, but I willingly. Really never paused to the thought about myself because I am always afraid about social networks. I, I try to keep a sort of distance from social networks. Understandable. Uh, yeah, it's understandable. Um, in this case, maybe because of the situation, because of the COVID situation, maybe because of the community, because uh, we some, sometimes we understand it, but the community motivated me so much. Uh, it made me feel so... Uh, like uh, like in a in a bunch of fe- uh, in a bunch of family and a bunch of friends. I mean, uh, I am acting in this community like I was li- with my real friends here in Napoli.
0: Exactly.
1: So, exactly the same. So I took college uh, thanks to Johnny Staggs or Mike or you or Sean or uh, Mike Treklage, because I need to say Mike Treklage, not to be misunderstood with Mike, Mike LeDuc. Right. <laughs> and,
0: and
1: yeah, I just, uh, I just tried to post something, music videos or videos. I took courage. That's it. But now I feel totally comfortable with it. Uh, I am still shy. I am still a shy person. And you know it because before the interview, we spoke about my shyness. Uh, my English is not very good. Uh, but actually, the whole group motivates me. Every day and it's just a pleasure. It's just a pleasure because uh, It's like to share something. It's like to share something. It's like to be myself and I ask I ask everyone to be uh, Themselves 100% in ups and downs and to share their music videos or their songs or their videos or their uh, thoughts about life or everything so That's it.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: well and and and
0: I got to yep. say music is, <clears throat> I think music especially is a, it, well, it's a, you know, it's a um, kind of a Rosetta stone. It's a language that speaks to all of us. Um, and you've shared some, you know, some music from your culture that I don't understand the words to, but all of it <clears throat> is still right. I can, but I can tell what's going on. I understand, understand what's being said, even yeah. if I don't know what's being said. Right. That's and I, I, I think that's a powerful connection, um, you know, and something I think too early on that you and I connected with where, you know, we started to have that everyday share of something new or something reminiscent because you and I are very close in age, I believe. Yeah.
1: Yes. 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 Uh, I was
0: born in 1975. So we have a lot of, you know, shared experience, 76. but from uh, 76. So very close. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we good. have a, a lot of shared
1: experience from a different part of the world, though. Absolutely. And I appreciate this a lot. I understood that from you, from your post. Yeah, we are of the same age. We live the same experience. From your words about everything about Star Trek, but also about movies and videos and music, I understand uh, we are on the same <laughs> on the same page,
0: the same, yes. generation. <laughs>
1: same generation, different. I say differently young. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Well, let me ask you something uh, then about big things that happened for us, like from where you were at the time, something mm-hmm. like the challenger explosion, the, sh- the shuttle disaster, how did you see that? Or did, did, you know, how was that presented for you guys? The shuttle disaster of what? Uh, in nineteen eighty-six, when
1: uh, the Challenger exploded. Ah, uh, yes, that shuttle disaster. Yeah, no, it was terrible, terrific, absolutely. We saw it on uh, Italian TV, and uh, it was terrific, Ter- terrible, absolutely. Um, well, I was, I was a little mm, at that time. I was not totally aware about what well, you about ten years old then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I was not. Uh, I, I just saw the image. I was not right inside the the news. I, I
0: so you saw the you saw the news of the Challenger disaster, but it wasn't something absolutely. that you were.
1: No, at, uh, in, at that time I was um, I was different. I was different. I was not taking so much information. So I just took the news as it was, uh, like a disaster uh now it would be much different for me uh but yeah remember i remember that that images that videos from right. italian tv yeah i was and, uh, uh,
0: very interested in uh nasa and so i probably had a little bit more um I would say a focus on that, of course, and also being very U.S. centric, uh, the space program as it was, uh, makes a lot of difference. What were the things though, you know, at, around that age, what were the things that you were, that you were, you, you know, doing or, or, um, you know, besides Star Trek, what captured your imagination as a child?
1: Well, uh, I was very, I had the passion for variety. For variety, for uh, Italian TV was uh, was broadcasting so many wonderful shows. So, first of all, the varieties. So, everything connected to choreographies, scenographies. Uh, I remember Saturday Night uh, Varieties, varieties, varieties. Varieties,
0: uh huh? Variety shows, yeah.
1: Varieties shows, yes. Uh, When I was in my childhood, yeah, I remember that. Now it's not like that. Because now we have just trash TV in Italy, like, <laughs> but in Everywhere. Italy we have just uh, reality shows, uh, you know, so X Factor, or something like that, and uh, and above all, I was attracted by cinema. I have a I have a passion uh, of cinema by cinema because my parents taught me everything, they introduced me every, to to the classic cinema, Hollywood cinema, especially classics. So I, I was lucky. I was lucky because we actually, I think the same happened to you. We lived in that transition period between the old times and the new times. Mm-hmm. So we were able to watch still classics on main TV, even without internet. So we had no streaming. We had no kind of possibility to to search for internet for those movies. But actually TV was uh, broadcasting those movies. So, classics, I I, I refer to, to the golden age of Hollywood. So, mm-hmm. right. Or uh, great drama, great, great comedies from Blake Edwards, for example. I am a great uh, fan of Blake Edwards. Um, and I love Hitchcock, for example. Oh, I love yes. Hitchcock. For, for me, Hitchcock is, uh, is top is the top, absolutely. Uh, But at the same time, I was attracted by the those movies, those blockbuster movies. So we had the lucky the fortune to leave Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, Star Wars, Star Trek, the feature movies, of course. And I was uh, my parents introduced me to Star Trek II, by the way uh because star trek was airing in italy in the 70s in black and white uh oh, wow yeah in black and white because we had black and white in the 70s black and white tv and i remember that uh, in the 80s my father and my mother uh asking me to watch with them an episode of star trek tos it was in color and it was their first time in color so it was like the first time of their watch I mean I mean oh wow it, it was watching that other were watching for them too uh so I was fortunate I was fortunate I was lucky like you maybe because we had this possibility to leave the best of the two worlds I am I am oh actually, yeah
0: absolutely
1: yeah well, I'm quoting Star Trek uh, with this <laughs> yeah the best of two worlds but it's true it's true now I think that people have more um instrument to to reprise the classics, to rewatch the classics, but they don't do that. I think, no. I think unless someone doesn't suggest them to, to watch the classics. For example, movies like Ben Hur or Gone with Wind, but mm-hmm. also classic westerns, they are totally unique. They cannot be remade now. It's impossible.
0: No. It's
1: impossible because they have such colors, such way of shooting the movie. Uh, We had also an Italian dub in Italy, because, you know, we dub the movies, but now we can watch also in original, thanks to Blu-ray or Netflix or whatever. But at the time, I was watching them in dub, dubbing in Italian. And in Italian, they had so classic voice, because the Italian boys were actually real... Actor or Italian actresses, so very theatrical. There was an adaptation, a real, true adaptation, which we which is lacking now because now it's impossible to have such such an adaptation. Now there right. are there are different rhythms. There is there is everything coming from US or UK TV shows, TV series. So there is not so much uh, care for adaptation. So I prefer to watch it uh, to watch them in English. So, to to return to your first question, yeah, uh, my aspiration is cinema. Music, cinema, art, dancing, choreography, TV, real TV. Uh, I have this dream. The great cinema, the great TV, uh, Golden Hollywood, great actors, actresses. That's it. Uh, So,
0: I want to touch on that a little bit because I've thought about this and there are some highlight examples of what you're talking about, where we, where we were able to experience the best, best of both worlds cinematically. Um, I did a lot of research uh, when I was uh, a, you know, when I worked for a movie theater uh, Mm. between several companies, but for seven years strong, um, Mm and I did a lot of, you know, independent research into the presentation of film over time and learned a lot about older formats, like, you know um, you know, ultra wide uh, the, 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 the very large uh, widescreen formats that they were trying to compete with uh, back in the day. But they, they put Mm -hmm. so much care into framing the shot and let the camera help them tell the story and like you said, the colors that they were able to capture, uh, that no one, that no one does anymore. Uh, but more importantly, um, what, where it, it, there is such an example of more or less is more where
1: yes, absolutely. they absolutely. had to
0: do so much to work, to, to even, to make it look good, um, and, and you know, but they were constrained by uh and, and so they let the audience fill in with their imaginations and we were more part of the story. Absolutely and we, we see that transition into you know uh you get such amazing practical effects like the opening uh sequence to the motion picture where they introduce the refit in space dock. Um that will never be matched by uh 3D rendering uh i'm sorry
1: <laughs> yeah no no i agree with you totally
0: um it, but but there's a way to enhance that with 3D oh, or computer aided um um effects because you look at a film like and, and first contact, I think does this the best. Uh, first yep. contact is a very good, uh, example of being made at the right time because when the, the enterprise E swoops in, uh, and saves the day, um, the, you can feel the weight of that ship and okay. that weight is lacking. I'm sorry. That weight is lacking in insurrection, It looks plastic and 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 it didn't hold up well, but I will I will shine a light on first contact all day long. There's a whole lot about first contact is good filmmaking. Um, But um, but, you, you know, when we went all digital, we lost something. And I think we're starting to see some return to that with certain filmmakers who want to, you know, who want to use the computer and those images as a tool as part of the filmmaking kit, as well as practical models and real effects. Um, and, 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 there's no, I don't think there's a better way to do it because the eye knows your, your eye, your brain tells the difference between something that is in the real world and something that is intended to look like it is in the real world. Um, and we can see that, you know? So yeah, no. you're absolutely right. <laughs>
1: I, I agree I, I tell you more I am sick of CGI sometimes I'm sick. <laughs> yes
0: but yeah
1: really, I'm sick of CGI because they are they overuse it they mm-hmm. overuse it every time for everything they overuse it it's 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 a wrong use of CGI CGI it's okay I understand that it open it open us new worlds and it's okay I'm not uh, denying the best of CGI because I would be a liar. Mm-hmm. For example, Jurassic Park when it it uh, uh, still holds yeah. up. Yeah, absolutely. 1993. I yes, yes, yes. I, I remember in 1993. It was something. I, I mean, my eyes were were shining in the cinema. I remember mm-hmm. because it was like a new world in front of us. But there was still the possibility to see people acting i mean uh, there were good actors there was a, a, a plot yes it was a plot for a blockbuster but it was anyway a plot uh, and i remember that the t-rex was used very smartly i was waiting for the t-rex from the beginning of the movie and they let them appear uh, they let him appear at the mid of the movie that's being smart i mean mm-hmm. they kept us on our seats for at least one hour moving, waiting for T-Rex. Now they use T-Rex every time, from the beginning (laughs) of the movie. No sense, no waiting, no sense of waiting, nothing. The same for uh, Marvel movies. Uh, When we were differently young, Mr. Decker, when (laughs) when we were young, or DC movies the same. We had Superman with the amazing Christopher <laughs> Reeve. Now, yeah, I, I, hands down, hands down. I I bow to the, the the only one Superman. Okay, Mister Christopher Reeve. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And I remember the music, the music, the sense of uh, the sense of epicity. I mean, I mean, yeah. The visual effects were not good, but I remember that when I was a kid, for me. The visual effects were good, though they were not good, of course, because if you watch the movie now, you can realize that the visual effects were a little bit cheesy sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. As they were everything. And we needed to wait at least three or four years for, for having a sequel. Now we have four, five movies about Marvel heroes, DC heroes every year so. It's it's different. It's the the use of the movie. The, the 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 I don't know how to explain. It's it's different. It's totally different. There is right. Oh, no right. In- oh no,
0: I get what you're saying. There, It's um the the you know something like Superman, and it it's unfortunately uh you know that franchise kind of blended into where we are now. Where it, it you know the first two were rather strong. The first one is one of the greatest movies ever made period. Uh, but, um, you know, it kind of, it kind of skewed into that pulp genre and this isn't, this isn't a criticism of the MCU and it is, I love and and everything that it's accomplished, but what you're describing is how they, you know, it's pulp stories. Um, there's, there's a, there's a pattern, to the storytelling in the Marvel movies that is guaranteed to make money. Um, and it's not, that's not bad. Okay. That is how those stories work, right? Yeah, that that's their job. Um, and you know, I will take what we've been given from the Marvel cinematic universe all day long because it on a whole and very many of its parts is great. Um, but it is different and, and movies these days are made different and, and thoughtful pieces aren't as readily available as they were. Um, and, and the, the machine itself, the movie machine itself generates a lot more pop and pulp, uh, than it did when we grew up. Um, it seemed like even when we were differently younger, (laughs) that there weren't the the volume of production. Uh, Two was a lot lower, Um, you know, and now these days it's just, there's just so much churned out that how could any of it, you know, how can most of it be good? There's just no way. Um, And now I'm sure you are as tired as I am of reboot, recast, redo. There are no original stories anymore, it seems
1: Yes, they are going to make a, re, a reboot also of Ben-Hur. Actually, they did. They, they did, did, and it a, was not good. My gosh. My gosh. I tried. I put all my efforts to watch the reboot. Because I fell asleep. Mamma mia. No, no, no. <laughs> I miss Charlton Heston. I miss, I miss Stephen Boyd. I miss, I miss. Ah. I they, miss like, the, rebuilt that's...
0: the Coliseum for that movie, y'all. You don't exactly. understand how they used to make films. Exactly. They, they they built the the floor and like didn't they? I mean they did the whole thing with this chariot race and real horses and it's, go watch it. Go watch it. Um, My gosh, it's epic. Uh, same Jeez, like Cleopatra. Um, I mean, and, and and it's event storytelling and it's epic filmmaking. Um, and and we don't we see examples of that very few and far between uh, these days. And that you know I get it. Uh, there's, especially now who knows how cinema is going to fare, uh, going forward. You know, if recently, um, before we, you know, as we were, uh, the week before we set to record this, uh, Mm -hmm. Warner brothers announced through HBO max that they're going to release all of their films intended for 2021 to cinema and to HBO Mm -hmm. max at the same time for free, uh, Mm -hmm. free to max subscribers, which is, um, Contrast to something like Disney who, you know, tried it with Mulan and an additional $30 fee to see it Mm -hmm. early or like myself, it just showed up now and I can watch it for my subscription fee. So Mm -hmm. the thing is, though, it was already a razor thin uh, uh, enterprise uh, for cinemas to operate anyway. Uh, Mm -hmm. Very hard for them to make money. Um, and this year and not being able to go to the movies has been very hard on them. And then there's you and I, and everyone who's like us that, um, you know, I had a, a subscription to my local theater chain, uh, where I got, uh, a, a, a ticket a month and I got several discounts and, For a family of five who likes to go to the movies, it saved us actual real money uh, and, you know, through discounts and coupons and um, and to have them send me that email. You know, I think it was maybe April. I got the email where they're like, you know, Mm -hmm. due to the situation we're going to suspend the charges to for your subscription. And I thought, okay, well, that's nice. A couple months, you know, and we'll 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 see that and it'll be fine. And here it is December now. And, you know, I haven't seen that charge come back. And I I don't know that I'm, you know, I still don't know if I would be comfortable going to a movie theater, even if it were quote unquote safe to do so right now. Um, Mm. And just, I don't know how, and it makes me sad uh, because I love the cinema, you know, you're not going to get that experience at your home. I don't care how big your TV is.
1: No, no, you're right. You're right. I will never, uh, I will never substitute cinema with my home video. Absolutely, I have a, a good TV, but the experience of cinema is uh, is unique. Absolutely, I miss it so much. Uh, actually, I'm waiting from two years for the new 007 movie. They what? are, uh... yeah, they are delaying it because they were unfortunate. They they got the COVID situation, so. The movie was supposed to be out uh, on April, on this April. Then they postponed to November. Now they are going to postpone on next April. But we will be be back in the cinema for all. I I hope uh, there'll be probably
0: fewer places to go see the movies. Um, But let me ask you this then. What would you from, so, you know, pre, let's say, You know, you and I born mid 70s and very close to, uh, you know, Superman, very close to Star Wars, which are two movies that kind of changed what uh, what was thought with uh, possible with special effects. Um, And both, you know, originals still hold up pretty good for the most part, consider if you give them the grace they deserve. Uh, But anything made before that, you know, oh. You and I, you know, something like *Planet of the Apes*. What would be your, um, what would be your favorite classic film from that, you know, that pre-70s era of film?
1: Very quite interesting question. Um, it's like asking what is your best singer or your what is your best book. Uh, I would say I would make you a list of at least ten movies. <laughs> At right. least movies, and at, at least one for for January, one for January, because oh, for uh, sure. Uh, okay, I, I can tell you no, 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 just not to to prolong this uh, this question too much. I mean, uh, if I need to pick up just one movie, um, it's not easy. But I would it's say not. before before seventies, before seventies. Yeah, before the 70s. Yeah, well, before the 70s, I think Planet of the Apes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The original yeah, one. Uh, yeah. If I need to have one, only one movie, the original, the first one, the first one, not the sequels, or so I watched the sequels too. I do uh, too. But, but the original one. Uh, so I think good. That- so, so good. good and so it's so actual. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh right, the the everything the the makeup effects um still to this day I I love them. Um Shh. the only thing that doesn't hold up very well is the the opening bit with Charlton Heston he's smoking that cigar on the uh, bridge yes, of his ship man, talking about ship. how
1: she's going to be the new Eden. <laughs> But then it was so modern, even the way it was, it was it shot. Was. The, the movie itself was so modern, was so what? ahead of times. I mean, uh, there are so raw scenes. Uh, Charlton Heston almost naked, uh, he escaping and uh, weeping or uh, the, the, even though the prosthetic on the face. They yes. were actually working much better than the prosthetics on Tim Barton's movie, Yes, for me. For yes. me, not speaking about the new reboot, because I appreciate the new reboot. By I the way, too. Yeah, uh, it's the only case in, when the reboot remake has a sense, because they are... Um, they they, they, they um, started with a new road. They yeah. they a the new plot, a new road, and I appreciated it very much. But speaking about the classic one, I am astonished, and I suggest everyone to uh, watch the movie in Blu-ray, because they have... So many features, oh, yes. many extras, with uh, special bonus features, with the uh, prosthetics, uh, the interview to the actors Kim Z- Kim Hunter and Roddy McDowell speaking. Uh, they were amazing. They were amazing, right. and you
0: can hear them clearly through through the work. Absolutely, it's amazing. It's you brought up something about watch it on the Blu-ray and that, that got me to thinking, um, you know, we see every time uh, the resolution goes up on our televisions, they have to Mm -hmm. re uh, re, you know, re-engineer these films to the higher resolution. uh, Mm -hmm. And you have something like film. If you have access to the original three color stock, You can, uh, you can scan that at near infinite resolution. The only limit is the limit to what you're able to scan at the time. And (laughs) so you can get 4k and 8k and whatever next is going to be. But in digital filmmaking, like, unfortunately, um, you know, something like the phantom menace episode 1 is only ever going to be in 1080p because that's what it was shot in on a digital camera that couldn't do any better and so it's always now going to look like a video game
1: Absolutely you 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 got the point you got the point um when you get a classic like planet of the apes or ben hur or uh, with Cleopatra, me.
0: The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz can be 8K, 16K.
1: <laughs> you can clean the original tape because there are some some dirty on the tape. Sorry for my for my English, but you understand me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I will not enhance the video for two reasons. Nope. First of all, because it's it's not it's not worth of it because it's a classic movie. I, I mean, it was shot in the 50s, in the 70s, in the 40s. So it must be like that right. and secondly because i don't want to see a uh, scarlet ohara in 4k even in 4k even if it was possible i would i would like to see a separation between me and the movie i don't want to see a fiction i don't want to see a digital image i want to see a movie right a movie, a classic now, movie a piece of history and, and you make a good point, um,
0: as, as you said, uh, with the film stock, uh, there is, and some of it is because film stock has gotten better technologically over time, and some of it is intentional, but film has grain, and that grain, the finer the grain is what, in quote, increases the resolution of film. So bigger, coarser pieces of grain give it a different flavor to your eyes. Uh, and you can see that when it's scanned in digitally. Now there's been, um, Oh, a, 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 a 10, a trend towards, as, as you said, Frank, to clean that up, um, and, and, and over process it to remove the grain or to make it look not like film. And, You are absolutely right that that is, that is an artistic destruction to do that. Um, One, because you, you, it changes the look of the end product. It becomes a processed image and not a scan of what, of, of the asset. And two, Mm -hmm some directors or some cinematographers or some directors in conjunction with their cinematographers and editors, the grain was chosen for a reason for some things. Um, And that's like telling Picasso to use a different tooth on his
1: canvas. You don't get to make that call, man. Mm hmm. No, no, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they did an amazing job with uh, the classics. Uh, from what I know, from what I have here, with Lawrence of Arabia, Ben-Hur, The Ten Commandments, and Gone with Wind, just to mention some of them, they, they made an amazing job because they did not alter the original movie. They just cleaned the original tape because they had access to the original tape, probably. Uh, but they did not enhance so much. The same happened, if you allow me to mention it, with the original series, the remaster, the original series. Exactly. Uh, they could have done much more, but ultimately, I'm happy that they did not. I mean, they just changed, they just cleaned. Okay, the grain of the the, the original tape. They changed the the uh, the, the space uh, scenes, but without mm-hmm. forcing on CGI too much, too much, and they kept like that. I mean. Maybe it was the, the the original version of TOS if they had in the 60s those special effects. Um, I appreciated that a lot. Right, and they, the same with TNG. You know, they did it. Yeah, they did it with, the right way. Absolutely, absolutely. The same with TNG. They did not exaggerate with visual effects with with CGI. They could have done that, especially with outside uh, catch of Enterprise and other ships. But they just did their job, their um, routine job. They just changed uh, what it, what was changeable. I mean, but without just cleaning the tape, without enhancing too much, because it's an 80 product, and it must remain exactly. an 80 product. Absolutely, I, I but it looks
0: fix- better for it. So you know, Absolutely. you have uh, you have so you have season one and two. Look, the they look out of place because of the costuming, not because of the way they look. And when you get to season three, you could, you, you know, other than a few changes to the way stories are told now and a couple other, you know, uh, television changes, you could Mm -hmm. essentially put that show from season three on, on television and not realize it was produced in the eighties and nineties because it was shot on film. The effects have been updated and, you know, it, it, it was shot to look good on film when it was being made for TV. So going back to those original negatives, you can get a product that looks fantastic. Um, and, and so that's, you know, like you said, it's just a gentle hand. It's an artistic touch. It's a flavor to it that not everybody can get. Um, so let me ask you this, uh, before we get too far, uh, or too close to the end of the show, but, um, What was your, what's your most memorable cinematic, uh, going to the movies, your most memorable cinematic experience?
1: Oh, well, I would say Stargate. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I would say Stargate. Because I was in my teenage period. It was in Uh 1994.
0: Four, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: 1994. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so I was totally aware of what I was watching because I was I, I I went with my friends in the cinema. I remember a line, a line outside the street. We had not multiple X, we are not we had not big cinemas at that time. So we just relied on little cinemas. And I remember this queue outside the cinema and I felt the excitement because everyone was talking very good about this movie about mm-hmm. Star. Uh, so we put ourselves in line. We spent, uh, like in uh, Big Bang Theory, one hour outside the cinema. So my excitement increased and got, got, got higher. And the movie, well, I, I loved the movie because the movie was, was like, what was I telling you, a mix of classic and new. Yeah. For example, the soundtrack was classic. The scenography was classic. The, the plot was like Indiana Jones. So it reminded me, it brought me to Indiana Jones atmosphere. I was too too little when Indiana Jones came out to the cinema. I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it in the cinema. I, I enjoyed it in, in, uh, in the house with my parents. Right. But with started well, it was like an adventure. I, I lived the Indiana Jones atmosphere because it was set up in a, in a sort of Egyptian... Uh, Scenography atmosphere, the soundtrack was amazing. the act, the The performance was amazing. I remember Kurt Russell. I loved Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell, hands down again. Yeah, uh, and Kurt Russell, but also the um, also Colonel Neil um, Stargate SG one was amazing. Um, also James Spader, and I remember that it was fantastic, fantastic Stargate. Uh, was kind of an adventure for me and when I went back home I suggested my parents to go immediately to cinema to watch it. I, I was taking I was taking my my points with my father. It was like a challenge at that time. Because, <laughs> yeah it was like a challenge because yeah, yeah in, we wanted to be superior to the other. I mean in video games, in cinema, we challenged each other in video games, in cinema, in the movies. Um, so you had a one-up
0: on him at that point. You were like, hey, I've seen this great movie that you exactly, haven't seen yet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Uh, it's a
1: great Struct- film too. Yeah, it, 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 it's easy. As if, if, you, if, you, if you focus on that, it's easy. It's, it's, it has an easy structure, it's an easy plot. But it's genius because it's easy. Yeah. I mean, easiness is not it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing actually. And the visual effects were good, but the soundtrack, come on. The so soundtrack. Yeah. was wow, so, so good. good, the direction. Um, it was pure adventure. I, I, I remember that I felt so emotional in the cinema. I could say also Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, because I was waiting for an entire life for Lord of the Rings. But Stargate came first. Yeah. First, yeah, of, uh, of the year of the production. I mean, yeah, I could say also Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship of the Ring uh, uh, left me totally speechless. The first one was a one.
0: very big film.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. they accomplished feeling, a lot.
1: Yeah, that feeling of watching something unique and. Uh, and be witness of history of cinema because actually the three movies the three original movies of Lord of the rings are still still very valid today they uh, are on no levels uh, i'm excited
0: yeah. because they uh they were i i own them on uh, Apple iTunes and they were just updated to 4k so I can now enjoy them I, I I'm anxious and excited to uh, start up uh, the fellowship of the ring and see it um, see it look so good because uh, I can I just can only imagine unfortunately uh, I have you know my my TV has uh, some some settings where you can turn down uh, how how much it tries to help. Uh, and you can still get, you know, that, um, intentional look. So, um, and then I sit far enough away with my blurry vision that I can't tell the difference anyway. <laughs> and so it'll look as good as it ever did. Uh, I've got a couple more things I want to talk about. Uh, just because I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so thankful and happy to be having this conversation with you, Frank. And I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate your time um so what what was your most exciting tv show when you were a kid what did you look forward to you think the most to see each week
1: Mm, tv show uh star trek yeah the
0: the, so and then you saw that um uh, well i mean was there any new show like you had to wait weekly for that you hadn't seen all of before yet yeah and the prisoner
1: and the prisoner now oh prisoner yeah yeah the prisoner not another show uh, which was much ahead of the times But when I was a kid, I didn't understand anything of The Prisoner. I needed uh, to make a rewatch in the 90s. (laughs) It's quite quite metaphorical. At the end, The Prisoner is quite metaphorical. It's not very... You're watching something, you believe to watch something, but the very final episode is uh, something very lost, finally. I mean, um, it's like lost. Right. It's totally unusual, but Star Trek. I would say when I was uh, when I was a kid, Star Trek it opened me an entire uh, space of imagination. I mean, I loved Star Trek from the beginning, TOS, and that's that's the reason why I had difficulties with, difficulties with TNG. <laughs> 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 so, so TOS is your, uh,
0: is your favorite. You're you're saying that that, that 100%. Yeah,
1: by heart. Yes. By heart, yes, and I will. I, I will tell something to you. I apologize with all TNG followers. I love TNG. By the way, I love all Star Trek because all everything from Star Trek is is amazing. Is amazing. You can watch Star Trek every time, uh, whatever is your mood. So it's okay. Uh, but you have your hard choice, which is TOS, because right. I grew up. App- U.S. and I cannot forget U.S. It was like a family. Even the the, the final the, the, the final part of the episodes where you see the crew laughing all together on the bridge. Yes, <laughs> That was something unrepeatable in other track shows. I mean, maybe in Discovery they are trying to do something like that, but uh, I remember Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and Scotty laughing at the end of the episode. Uh, gotta let
0: everyone know everything's fine again see you yeah.
1: chuckle at the end of the episode. <laughs> we are a fellowship we are happy together we defeated the god of the episode and we are happy yeah That's so funny. when uh, TNG approached uh, to the TV I was I wanted desperately to like TNG <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember it, it was 1987 in Italy because we, we watched it one year later mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Man. I, I wanted desperately to say to say to my father, I love the new Star Trek, but he was right. TOS was superior it's to season one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, but uh, I would say Star Trek, but I say the TOS, of course, but I would say that DS9, uh, was a, a sort of remit with Star Trek franchise for me because I, after the TOS, I watched DS9 in the, in the mid of the 90s mm-hmm. and that allowed me to re, to reprise TNG and watch also Voyager and Enterprise thanks to DS9. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, it's it's strange, it's strange. And I missed a lot because watching DS9, especially the first season, which has many connections with TNG, uh left me um, sometimes lost because there are some connected episodes but DS9 for me is the best is the best trek show uh, so far yeah uh, yes, I, think... I i am vulcan now i am vulcan i try to be vulcan <laughs> DS9 <laughs> is the best show but as hard to answer your question TOS is my best show. childhood show i feel that
0: Because that's TNG, honestly, I love the original series, uh, and I still go back and watch several episodes or just put it on to let it play. Um, And I have some favorites. Uh, Absolutely. I love The Cage is one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek. Absolutely. Uh, Just fantastic. Jeffrey Hunter, come on. Um, yes. and, and I mean, everything uh, you just see so much of what the show was going to do in that. And it's a shame that it didn't get to grow from there because so much yeah. good stuff in the cage. y'all uh, But, um, you know, I, I was enamored and captured by The Next Generation uh, because I felt like it was my, it could be my Star Trek, right? Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't something that had already been. And um, that is very much a trait of Gemini <laughs> is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we, we don't, we, you know, we like a new fresh thing, even though something old and comfortable uh, is good, but if it's new and fresh and it's mine, that's, that's even better. Um, and so, but like you, uh, it, it, that's the one that I, you know that's, you know, I can all, I know, every episode of the next generation up one side and down the other. I guarantee you there isn't an episode I haven't seen or can't get caught up on in about the first 15 minutes to remember where we are. Mm -hmm. But deep space nine is the, the one that I treasure the most. And I don't overwatch it because I want to be intentional when I watch deep space nine. Um, Yeah. Experience. Exactly. Exactly. Because it takes, it takes a lot of, uh, you can, there's so much lightheartedness to TNG Uh and the original series that you can just kind of, and there's not, that's not to say that there aren't gut-riching episodes that really take a lot of uh, emotion, but you know, on the level deep space nine takes a lot of emotional energy to appreciate um fully and so yeah i i'll watch uh, it's even though it's the one that i adore the most i watch it the least because um I, well i guess probably you don't want to wear it out
1: <laughs> yeah no i un- i understand the difficulties they had both tng and ds9 at that time uh tng because they needed to for me in my very opinion to to be something different from tos so they took two seasons to 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 be something different and uh, I, indeed I appreciated much more season two and se- from season three TNG uh, flew on on his own level I mean it, it had his own characteristic his own his own, uh, plot and uh, typical shooting this nine the same this nine this nine I knew that it was not very appreciated at that time it was like a black sheep uh, but I, now I am so happy that they have their recognition. I mean, I know that many Trek fans are watching VS9 for the first first time now, thanks also to Netflix and streaming, and I am so happy that the actors are having their recognitions, even the hero Stephen Bear, because they really did something for that period, something incredible. If you, if you focus just a moment, they created narrative arcs. In that period, it was impossible in Syndicate to make narrative arcs uh, because they needed to privilege single episode plots. Right. So, uh, DS9 was really different, something different. And the proof is that it's more than actual now because it treats so many um, teams uh, which are so... In our heart now, uh, like uh, the ambient, the climates, the politics, uh, uh, the racism, uh, they had courage. They had courage, uh, they but I appreciate also very much TNG because they had most of the problems. TNG came after TOS, so I understand that they could have had, especially for season one and season two, many many problems to to be a different being living living being from TOS uh That's why I appreciate also Puraski. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not the secret. Puraski for me it was the beginning of TNG, the first season two. When that's, that things Pulaski. got saucy. Yeah, I I felt comfortable. I felt that there was some someone in the br- on the bridge. That was close to my to my mood to McCoy. <laughs> so, she was sassy. She was witty. Uh, she yeah. uh, she
0: definitely she was definitely a stand-in. Uh, and you and I, we've talked about it before. We there, you, you and I, we you know <laughs> we have our love for Doctor Pulaski, and and anyone can fight us. It's fine, um, and we'll 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 stick up for her though. We'll stick up for her. Yeah. Um, absolutely well Frank my friend huh as is always the case sometimes these shows do come to a close so as much, I know I know as much as I don't want to and we didn't even we didn't even get a visit from the lone Viking cowboy today so uh, ready? And, yeah are you <laughs> serious ah he didn't come here he is <laughs> he could be on his own episode completely uh by himself for sure um but uh, it's been an absolute pleasure frank to speak to you and i really appreciate everything um everything that you've shared with me uh and taking the time and and energy to uh uh use your perfectly fine english uh to speak with us this uh on this day um is there anything you want to say before the time is closed uh to
1: keep smiling to enjoy christmas because we deserve it uh so let's aside all problems all troubles let's just focus on we deserve it let's just focus on one month of happiness joy and let's be ourselves ourselves 100 percent, without any kind of uh, problems let's share let's talk about everything everything because we are on this all together.
0: That's right. That's right. That's a good message, Frank. Uh, Frank and I thank you uh, again. And I thank you, dear listeners, for your ears. Um, the best way, if you want to help, is to share this with your friends so that they can uh, hear all these amazing stories uh, from from our friends uh, out there in the world. Uh, the more we listen, the more we learn, the more we grow. Um And as always, my DMs are open on Twitter. If you ever need uh, anyone to talk to or just want to ask a question about any old thing, uh, hit me up there. Uh, But if you are interested and able to provide direct support, you can do so through Patreon at patreon.com slash d-a-n-d-e-c-k-r. For as little as $3 a month, you can get early access to this show uh, on a weekly basis. Otherwise, uh, subscribe with your catcher of choice, and it will always be free and always be ad-free. But that is all I have for you folks. Thank you again. Closing it down from the Toad Suck Studio in Central Arkansas. This is Dan Decker, and good night. Oh, Frank. Oh, Dan.